nice. Recording. <laughs> Say that again. I said, I don't think that's very nice. What? What do you not think is very nice? Wait, what are we talking about? Because I gave a couple suggestions, but we didn't decide on anything. Then you're like, well, I've had a thought. You'll now. find out. Oh, you've had a thought. So okay, let's hear go. your thought. Yeah. So we've been on uh, the money kick. We talked budget, you know, and, and all that's coming together. Um, on an unrelated, well, I guess it's all related, but talking with a, with a buddy of mine, he shared some, some Dave Ramsey stuff. He's a, he's a big Dave Ramsey fan, and um, he was listening to this series of, of people calling in in like their 70s who had basically not saved for retirement, essentially couldn't work and were, were broke. And it's like, you know, what do you, what do, you do at, that, at that point? You know? Was this what we watched the other night a little bit? Uh, I think you heard the tail end of one of them that he'd yeah. sent to me or whatever. So anyway, I uh, I went down a, a rabbit hole of listening to a handful of these when, and then naturally you start getting other like similar types of videos recommended and stuff, right? Right. Naturally. Naturally. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I heard something that I've heard certainly before, um, but I thought it was it was interesting. So I bid on the one of, you know, what the rich don't want you to know about money or something. And then I started seeing titles about, um, you know, what you should teach your kids about money and things like that, right? Um, but I, I, I bit and I listened to this one about what the rich don't want you to know about money. And, and I've, again, I've heard these concepts before, but the, the essence of it was that, you know, the poor person's mentality is, uh, you know, that you trade hours of your life for, for money. And that it's a, basically a one-to-one exchange. And so you can continue to add value to get paid more money, but it's still an exchange of your time, right? Um, and the rich person's view of money is is really um, finding ways to exchange you know, value in other ways, right? And so for them, it's, it's less about, you know, an hour's, being exchanged or traded on a on a one-to-one basis, but finding other ways to, to have your money, you know, uh, generate more wealth, right? So there's different ways to do that. I think sales is an option, right? It's not based on number of hours, but a commission based on a sale, or you could subcontract things, or you could, you know, build, build, um, you know, invent something and sell a patent or real estate, real estate, perhaps, um, you know, you could have rental properties, you, you know, obviously investments are the, the, the purest form of that where they continue to, to generate income. Um, but he went on beyond that, right? And he went on to, to talk about how that manifests itself as like kind of the scarcity versus abundance mindset. And that, you know, for, for the rich, then they look at, uh, you know, every person that, that they encounter um, in a different way. And so he uses a very example, a very simple example where, um, you know, the, the traditional kind of poor mentality is we're treated like, um, we're treated like factory workers, you know, and, and so he uses this analogy of schools looking a lot like they they did, um, you know, kind of during the industrial revolution. And so working at a factory, 
you come in carrying your lunch and you set it down and you work on something until the whistle blows and then you're allowed to maybe take a break or eat your lunch and then you continue to work and go home, right? And you get in a nice line and you go out the door. Your number. Right. And so I think, you know, certainly you can see some parallels with education, whether or not that's a comfortable topic or not. And it's not meant to bash on education, but, you know, it was it was meant to, to build productive members of society at a different time in the world, you know, long and long and short of it. Right. Um, and so at any rate, uh, folks are conditioned, kids are conditioned then to look at authority figures. And so the simple example he gives then is going to the dentist. And so the poor mentality, you tell your kid, you know, to go in, not ask any questions, um, you know, it may, it may, may hurt, but, um, you know, you, they've gone to school for a long time and, you know, this is just what you got to do. Um, basically trust the authority figures is, is the underlying message. And I, I botched that, but, but, but that's, that's the, the gist of it. Whereas the kind of rich mentality, they tell their kids, you know, Hey, this person, they've gone to school for a long time so that they can help you. Right that if you have any questions, ask them all the questions that, that you need to, and they'll explain, you know, what's, what's happening and why they need to do certain things. And so this idea of, you know, looking at those in your life as providing some sort of a service versus, um, you know, you having to listen to an authority figure, go along, follow Fall the norms, line. and exactly, right? And so... I don't know. I think that that just got me kind of thinking about, you know, the money stuff. But but probably the most interesting thing is how do we how do we incorporate some of that in our lives, right? Because we're not to say that we can't fix it, not to say that we don't have some investments and things, but we're certainly uh, far closer to the, you know, the the bottom than we are the the top elite, you know, one percent type, right? You know, um, so how do we how do we give some of these lessons to our kids, right? Where well, they've got time to think about these things and establish careers and a mindset on this stuff before they get kind of uh, gobbled up by the system. That's my question. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Hmm. So you didn't like my topic ideas, is what you're saying. <laughs> you didn't expand on them, so. Okay. Well, you might have to expand more because I'm not quite sure what you're asking me. I feel like my just in general initial thought is that we are homeschooling and we've come up with the curriculum. So we've already been doing some of that in the sense that it's not like um, reading, writing, math, you know, the the specific subjects that you would see in education right now. Yes, they need those things, but also thinking outside the box, they learn business that started starts at kindergarten for our kids. Um, uh, service projects, giving back, thinking about that as kind of a, um, part, important part of life. Um, well, and I think they like do the entrepreneur fair, right? Like right. things like that. Yeah. I was going to say they do field trips. So they're like out experiencing, they're seeing, um, kind of from that sense where you said, just listen, right? So some kids, their music education is just being told, like, these are the notes. This is your music textbook. Here it is. Whereas we have our, you know, 
eight-year-old that is going to a music studio and they're showing him how to mix music. He's mixing tracks on the spot of kids that are singing, kids that are providing music. Like, And then there's an open forum to what questions do you have regarding the industry, business, you know, all of all of that. So, I mean, I think it's a couple angles there, but, but are you emphasizing that they're seeing people that are finding creative ways like to generate revenue, to, to generate income? Or are you talking about it more from the angle of just like they're learning a whole wide variety of, of skills and stuff that, that they could put to use in a unique way in the future? I think both. Because, I mean, any time we go somewhere, um, most or the majority of our field trips are a small or local business. And we've talked about that. And the leader of our group is very big on, like, this is the, essentially the relationship she's developed because it's a small business and what they're willing to do for our group because they're passionate about sharing what they're passionate about. So in the sense of like seeing how they had a passion and it's become a business, but also that they're getting an education in different areas of life. You know, today we went to this local Lego place, right? So it's this homeschool family that has started a Lego business. So they buy, sell, and trade Legos. They build all these crazy things. They have, you know, contests. But when we're there, like, the person that checked me out was a 10-year-old kid. Like, he he was like, what's... And he's filling it all out on the thing. He's like, would you like to sign up for our rewards that we have? Like, you could tell he had been trained how to do it. But, like, he also was told to, like be smiling like you could tell he'd been educated on customer service like some of the best customer service I've had and he was 10 years old (laughs) like I mean he asked for my email address and I have a very long email address so he's like he kept saying after I got through the verse he's like at gmail.com and I was like no (laughs) and he's like okay (laughs) and so then he types it and he's like dot com i was like nope there's more <laughs> like he's like okay keep going <laughs> and then at the end he's like can you check this did i get it all right and it's like he had my name spelled right he had my phone number right he had my email address right like i could go anywhere and that would be wrong in <laughs> multiple places but and our boys did you, did you get a copy of their privacy policy to know how this information is going to be used i did not but hmm. but there we are like our boys are seeing this kid with his, you know, apron on with his name tag. Like they are learning and helping. Now he also was a 10 year old, you know, like when they did the challenge, he went and built his little Lego thing. And, um, but I don't know. They're seeing lots of things. They're probably even seeing things that I don't even think about them seeing, you know? So we, we didn't talk about it, but did they say anything noteworthy or did you get a sense for what they, they thought or picked up on? No, we didn't really even talk about the field trip. Cause when we got home, we kind of got to work on the other school stuff, but, um, just overall that they liked it. They wanted to go back kind of thing, but, um, that will be something that I know will be like a future discussion. Like, what did you think of that? And, um, Well, and like, I know it's still somewhat early stages, but I guess, you know, Gibson is working on 
um, his own book project. Um, I don't know. Have you, have we talked about this? I don't want to, I don't think we have, I don't want to, you know, spill Mm -hmm. the, the beans on his, on his little entrepreneur endeavor here, but, um, I'm interested to see, see how that goes, you know, just just the whole process. I think it's been a a good learning experience and, and stuff. So, Oh, back to today too. The boys were spending their own money there too. So when they decided they wanted something else, like they were comfortable going too, I think, because they knew they were interacting with the kid. So they went out and they went back up and paid for everything by themselves and stuff. It did crack me up the first time. Um, the boy goes, so, cause Rainer just handed his $5 bill, right? Cause he knew the, the figure was $5 and he hit and he goes, so are you guys familiar with something called tax? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, we are. But he was trying to be very polite. Like, I think he was going to explain it to us if, if we weren't. Um, but he was asking you too. Yeah. I mean, I was standing there and Rainer went to hand it and I was getting ready to say to Rainer, but it was funny. Are you guys familiar with something called tax? <laughs> It sounds a little smart-assy, though, actually. No, it was it was very oh, polite I, I, the way you were I, saying I, it. I got it, but, I mean, in the wrong context, you could be like, you little shit. It was not like that at all. Hmm. Are you familiar with a little thing called jujitsu? <laughs> You're awful. You're awful. Yeah. Sorry. We're, we're in civilized times. So, I don't know. That was my thought, though. Interesting little little topic. Yeah. So I think the the next thing then is, how do we? I mean, we, we we're doing some of it, right? Like, four hundred one k retirement. We got some short term investment kind of stuff. I mean, it's not making huge amounts of money for us yet, but I mean, how do you break out of the? Uh, traditional kind of income earning trading hours of your life for for money later in your life i mean you you hear examples of it and some folks that that started their their big thing later in life and what's the the harry potter gal did she write the these books like in her 50s or something i don't don't remember been told no and it was a dumb idea or whatever i think but i mean so so it does happen but yeah i don't know it's interesting to to kind of think about, like, did we, uh, have we been doing it right, you know? And I think by kind of the traditional standard, yeah, you know, worked hard, got educated, got jobs, you know. Right, but they've grown, worked hard, whatever. But that really can kind of only take you so far, I think. Well, I mean, I think we've reflected back, too, on we know there's even more we can do. But I know we look back to a time in our life where we're like, oh my gosh, what were we doing? Like, we were both working full time. We didn't have kids. And we were just like blowing our money. We could have been at a completely <laughs> different place right now. Had we known better? Had we done better? Um, Not that we're in a bad place, but right, could be but, better. <laughs> right. So maybe that's, you know, we've, we've got the boys with, because you were talking about like, in relation to them, we've got them with their, you know, kind of spend, save, um, savings, uh, giving back kind of 
their money that comes in, kind of how to manage it. But maybe we start talking about like investing, whether it be investing or like into a project that's an investment or um, something like that. I know one of Gibbs' friends, I remember, gosh, they were probably five and his friend was basically paying dad to invest, right? So it was like, if you give me this, then I'll give you this back in two months or whatever. And I remember we read something about the test or whatever, like yeah, marshmallow test. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, should we, we, should we do a quick aside on a marshmallow test? Yeah. Go ahead and explain that. Cause then we had kind of a little trial that went down. So you yeah, can explain I don't that. remember that, but I'll, I'll, I can explain the test. So the gist of it is, um, and I think it was an actual study at one point, but so researchers bring bring kids in and they explain, you know, to them, and, and there's a couple little different variations of it, but but the way I remember it is they explain to them, hey, I've got this bag of marshmallows. Um, if you want, you can have one right now, but if you wait, you know, 15 minutes when I come back, you can have two marshmallows, right? And so they end up, you know, some kids obviously are like, you know, hey, I'll, I'll take a marshmallow now. And then there are others that would wait and get two marshmallows. And I think they even pushed it further to see, like they said they would come back, but but the, the amount of time kept extending kind of thing to see how long. Um, and, and they may, may have added like a variable that they like left it on the table where they could have, have eaten it. But, but the gist of it is the kids that, um, you know, ultimately delayed that gratification. They waited and they got the two marshmallows or, or more marshmallows because because they waited. They ended up tracking them later through life. And that ended up the ones that were able to delay the gratification were the ones that um, were more successful in life. And so they call it the marshmallow test. And, you know, despite all the different studies, it ends up being a fairly you know, good, accurate, uh, kind of reflection of, of how to predict success for, um, you know, people later in life. So that's the gist of the study. Yeah. So you, I think had explained this to me and I think my parents were in town and we had explained this. We'd told this, my parents about it or whatever. And you could see my dad's wheels turning and he was like, that's interesting. So I want to say Gibson was maybe seven at the time. And so he said, hey, Gibson, come here. I want to I want to talk to you a minute. Gibson's like, okay. And it might have just been like Gibson's birthday or something. So he'd gotten some money. And my dad said, so I, I kind of want to talk to you about something. I want to talk to you about... um how you would feel if I needed to borrow some money from you. And Gibson's like, well, what do you mean? And he goes, well, he said, I got this, you know, something that I want to do back home or something. I don't know. He made up some story. And if you could let me borrow $2 from you, then the next time you guys come and see me in Ohio, you guys are supposed to come in about three weeks, then I'll give you $5 back because I won't have needed it then. I'll have made my, my money back. Gibson was like, oh, I don't know, Papaw. And he's like, well, it's up to you, but, you know, you'll get you'll get five instead of two if you can just wait the three weeks. 
And he really thought about it. He's, and I think he even said, like, I'm going to need to think about that. And um, he thought about it, and he did it. He gave Pap all the, like, $2 or whatever. So we go back to Ohio. And I don't think anything about it. We leave from Ohio. <laughs> and Gibson's like, Mom, Papa didn't give me the money. <laughs> and I was like, Gibson, did you ask for the money? Did you ask him about? And he goes, well, no. <laughs> and I said, you thinking about it? Yeah. But I, I don't know. I didn't ask him. I, I thought he'd just give it to me. <laughs> so then the next time we see him, I said, well, you got to ask him next time. Papa's like, oh, I was... Waiting for you to ask about it. He didn't ask. But he said, the good news is you waited even longer. So your investment grew a little bit more. And he got like seven bucks or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, it was interesting. He really, you could see him wrestling with if he wanted to do that or not, though. Um, which, you know, in that, there's also the trust, too, right? Like, well, I mean, there's do I trust, trust somebody the, with... Marshmallow, right. right, as well. But, right. Well, I mean, I think... I think the, to me, the more important lesson in that is, I mean, yeah, there's a delay in the, the gratification and being able to, um, you know, forego the, the, the guaranteed thing for the potential for something better later. Um, but there's, there's this dynamic of not being afraid to ask for what you want, right? I mean, like how many people... Right. You hear the, the jokes about, you know, not asking the girl out or whatever and, you know, taking a chance and, and you see it in the movies or whatever. But but I think there's some truth to to that. You know, if you don't if you don't ask and you don't don't put yourself out there and try to, um, you know, make make something happen then then you miss out on opportunities as well. And I think that I think there is a lesson to be to be had i mean certainly in human relations just in general and i think that's why like the dale carnegie stuff how to win friends and influence people is such a such an important read but but i think sales in general i think you know when i look at my kind of professional skills that's something i never really i haven't really worked in that space you know it's not something that i've ever felt comfortable i want to help people but i i don't feel comfortable like asking people to pay me kind of thing right um so I think that's maybe an area that we should consider for the kids too, introducing them to that. And I think we are a little bit with the entrepreneur stuff and, and things, but right. but I think this the sales skill is one that's yeah pretty pretty important. Yep. Okay. Well, I, I wong wong the topic. Any other thoughts? I mean, on this or other things? I don't think so. Was that fun? I, I threw a curveball at you. You did throw a curveball at me. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Any, yeah, anything good you're going to be able to put to use with, with the children? Maybe. Homeschooling and stuff? Might be something we do. We not only do business, we do economics too. So they learn a little bit about that. So it might be worth going through a couple of the economics books and seeing if they have any kind of ideas that they'd like to expand. I think right now their focus is the entrepreneur affairs in a couple months. And they're trying to get some ideas they have about a million so kind of reining it in to their goal is to um be more successful this year than they were last so <laughs> um yeah they're thinking through things a lot more than they did last year after reflecting upon how it went so 
think for me, the takeaways and lessons are that, you know, how you talk about money, your, your kids are always looking. And so if you're stressed out about work and like grinding and working hard, like, yeah, there's some value in that. But then they also come to think that like, that's what work is about. And that's probably something I need to, to do better at because I do wear like being a hard worker and somebody that's dependable and stuff. I do wear that as, you know, a badge of honor of sorts because it's, you know, got a lot of my identity kind of tied up in, and, you know, being able to endure and, you know, being able to count on and be, be of service to other people and, you know, do quality work. Um, but I think it's important uh, just just to be mindful. Like, I want them to have some of those lessons, and I do think that they're important. But I don't want them to associate, like, work and stuff is, is something that you have to, like, dread and, right. and slog through, right? Right. Um, and I think the other, like, thing is just not being afraid to talk about money in general with your kids, even the money that you have and how much things cost and, yeah. you know. Uh, I think they, if you make that normal, um, I think it changes their view on it. Whereas I think a lot of people have, have historically been taught, like, you don't talk about money. You don't talk about how much money you make. And, you know, it's just like taboo topic, but I don't think we're doing anybody favors to do that. Yeah. That's a good point. So, I don't know. Some more things to reflect on, but. Yeah. So that was it. That was my idea. I think my song has, has been, been sung. sung. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I'm good too. So peace out. Done. <laughs>